Hello everyone, I'm Rachel. And I'm Isaac. And you're listening to Let's Talk Avatar. This podcast is a watch through of Avatar The Last Airbender. We will be discussing each episode in detail and giving our opinions on it. So stick around and be a part of the conversation. Just as a warning, this episode does feature spoilers from Avatar The Last Airbender. This is a teen rated podcast, so listener discretion is advised. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Let's Talk Avatar podcast. My name is Rachel. My name is Isaac. In today's episode, we will be discussing season two of Avatar The Last Airbender, episodes one through four. Yeah! (laughs) And just as a disclaimer, we are using one mic today, so if it sounds a little funky or not normal or I guess as usual as it normally does it's because we have one mic we've been having technical difficulties for the time being so please bear with us yeah if anyone has any idea on how to reinstall voice meter (laughs) (laughs) let us know because apparently when you try to install another version you have to uninstall the one you had before which makes sense but I tried doing that didn't work we started the computer like five different times. We've literally tried to go to a different backup on our computer, like from a different save, and it didn't work. So right now we're just taking any suggestion, but for now we have this one mic. Or if you mic. know another, um, like uh, another... Free sound? <laughs> software? <laughs> Whatever you'd call it. Um, oh. Let us know. We don't even know. <laughs> anyway, back to the actual podcast. Um... It's been a while since we recorded, actually. We we went on vacation, so we pre-recorded... Um, like three episodes. Yeah, three episodes. So we're excited to get back into this, and we just watched the episodes, so they're fresh in our mind. Um, I'm also strep-free. I had strep throat on vacation. Yay for me. <laughs> so needless to say, uh, we're excited to be back and recording another episode for you guys because we've missed Avatar. Oh, yes. and an update. So, um, we mentioned before when we we first started watching, we were using um, the box set that I got on Amazon for like $24.99, but the anniversary edition came out, um, so I had to buy it, couldn't resist. Yeah. So, now we're watching the Blu-ray disc set anniversary edition that just came out like, what, a few weeks ago? Yeah, literally. Yeah. So, um... When we refer to the discs from this point on, it will be according to that edition rather than what we were watching it on before, if that makes any sense. Not that you guys cared, but if you did, we finally upgraded to Blu-ray. Yeah, we're still going to watch four episodes in a row, um, even though the discs have, like, I think it's eight episodes on the first two. Yeah. But we're still going to do the same formula for it just to keep it Simple, simple and fun. And easy to follow, yes. So, I'm going to preface this whole, I guess, our opinions by um, saying I really like this season so far. I think I might like it more than the first season already. Just because these first four episodes are a perfect introduction. They did such a good job with um, introducing the plot. Mm-hmm. In the first four episodes of the second season. And you already, you, you've been introduced to the characters 
I guess not all of them, but for the most part, the main cast you've been introduced to, so you're not taking the time to meet them, you know? So we're well, yeah, we're getting into, like, really entertaining episodes. And then you're introduced to Azula and her posse. Yeah, and, and soon to be Toph. Soon to be Toph, already hinted at, basically next in episode. an episode. No, not, is it next episode? No, it's like three episodes away. We'll anyway. get into it. Um, Starting with episode one... The Avatar State. The Avatar State. So this episode was really interesting to me. It started out with um, Aang going through all the different times he's gone into the Avatar State. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought was kind of weird. Like he was kind of struggling after. It makes sense though from the end of season one. He's kind of struggling with the Avatar State and what it can do and how he can access that. Yeah. Because he literally took out a whole fleet of ships in this previous season. <laughs> yeah, he's a little OP in the Avatar state. But he can't control it as of right now. Yeah. So um, that's what this episode's pretty much going through. is It's him realizing that he can't control when he goes into the Avatar state. But when he goes into the Avatar state, he can pretty much do anything. Yeah, his power level is like astronomical. Yeah. Like, um, they're actually in... This earthbending kingdom. I forget what it's called. It's probably one of the coolest looking earth kingdoms, I think. Um, it's like that circular inner wall city. Not bossing say, but it has like um, multiple walls. Anyways, it looks cool. But they're there to, I guess, train at first. Train to be able yeah, to fight Ozai. They're, they're going there thinking that he's going to be getting trained on earthbending. earthbending. Yeah, that's right. By um, General Fong. Yeah. Who's just a complete jerk and is like, um, I just need you to take out the Fire Lord, so that's what you're gonna do. And th- so this episode is them going to what is that city called? Why can't I think of it? I don't even. Know. I'm like, it's not Omashu. That's the next episode or the next um, few. Anyway, it's uh, Earth, um, like Earth territory kingdom. Even though he was a major jerk and was kind of like snakish in ways i felt like this was one of the first times we've seen a political episode it felt very political without it being forced in your face it was just like these are the characters this is what they're going through everyone knows the avatar's alive now so they're gonna try and use him yeah to obviously defeat ozai yeah which can we talk about when fong is like telling ang like pretty much pressuring him and is like hey you need, to make, you need to make your decision because look outside. Here, look at all these soldiers that came back. They're the lucky oh, ones. Yeah. And Aang, again, 12-year-old boy, is feeling the pressure. and like, well, I'm the Avatar. I'm supposed to be doing something about it. And he is not prepared at all to deal with it. And Katara He's trying even, to get prepared. Katara even stands up for him and is like, no, I'm not I'm not going with you because I know you're not going to be able to do it right now. Like, yeah. that, that would be dumb if we did that right so now. So pretty much the episode is him... Um, not, they, they try so many different things to induce the Avatar state. It doesn't work until Fong literally is killing Katara. Suffocating and her in the ground. forces Aang to go into the Avatar state. And it just gets... Which, right then, um, Aang has another out-of-body spiritual moment. Oh, where he goosebumps. actually is riding the dragon with, um, what's his name? Roku. Roku. And Roku ends up telling him exactly what the avatar state is what it does and what it's used for and he basically says it is a defense mechanism and you have access to 
all previous avatars. But the catch is, is if you are killed in the avatar state, or it's killed, right? Like, there yeah. will no longer be an avatar after you. Yeah, like, if you are sh- avatars are done. They're dead. If you are literally killed while you're in the avatar state... Like Avatar's every no more. <laughs> connection to the avatar is gone, so they will. Th- there won't be another avatar that pops up. The line ends there, which I think it it like why does he say that there? He tells him this, but then he also says like, "Hey, if you die in the avatar state, that's the end of the avatar." Because something's coming up. Why else would he mention that? You know, <laughs> I never noticed that before. I didn't either, but it's so obvious. Um, it is when going back. Yeah. So. Eventually, they take out General Fong, and even his own men are like, yeah, that's cool, like, you can beat him up. We don't really care about him. Also, this whole time, Azula has came to Zuko and Iroh, and she's been, she told Zuko, like, hey, our dad just wants you to come back. He really regrets um, banishing you. Please come back. And Zuko obviously falls for it, because he wants nothing more than the honor restored back to him from his dad. And come to find out, Azula lied to them and is just trying to bring them home as prisoners. So, Zuko and, um, which, can we mention, me and you were both like, she literally was going to kill Zuko if it weren't for Iroh stopping her. Yeah. He would have died. I don't know if it was just because um, this is the first episode of the second season, so they want to start off with a bang. But the Literal? Anim- <laughs> <laughs> literal. The animation of, the animation this episode in general was really good, but specifically where Azula's like charging up she's like making a circle with her Mm -hmm. arms with the lightning and then like presses through the middle and then Iroh comes in to do that save and channels the lightning away from Zuko that whole scene was like and a whole cliff freaking falls like you're telling me that's how much power was in like in her yeah that was gonna hit Zuko like he would have died this is our our first introduction into Azula. This is everyone watching the show, you know. It's a really good, um, you know, because the main bad guy is obviously Fire Lord Ozai. Like, he is obviously the main bad guy of the whole thing. But we went from Zuko being, uh, like, the antagonist, the main antagonist besides Ozai, to now it's uh, Azula. And Zuko and Iroh are on their own. They're doing their own thing. Yeah, Zuko right now is... He's more of like a... He's not a neutral character, but he's definitely more of a gray area. And he always has been, but right now... He can't trust his own his own nation. He can't trust the Earth nation, like, the, or the Earth Kingdom. N- nothing. So he literally is neutral. Him and Iroh. I mean, he was just manipulated by his sister. Yeah. Which, is, come on, you should have seen that coming. Yeah, you know her. Yeah, and you already know she's better at fighting than you, so obviously she's gonna get the Avatar before you do. So it's like, what does he do now? Yeah. But that's pretty much the first episode of the fir- or the second season. Uh, a lot happens. Kind of sets up the season for you. You know, we're kind of getting a, a, a current assessment of where each character is at. Yeah, again, one of the best introductions I've seen. Um, I don't normally like transitions from seasons, like um, intros to seasons. Mm-hmm. Just because it's like, okay, can we get on with the plot? But this one did was really good at um, introducing new characters and, you know, mm-hmm. having them already set in that universe perfectly. Yeah. So on to the next episode. It is called The Cave of Two Lovers. Ooh, this is a classic. Any classic. Avatar fan will tell you this is a classic. So 
which it dawned on Isaac and I, again, it's been years since we've watched, done a whole th watch through of Avatar The Last Airbender. So we're watching this and Isaac makes a comment, which we'll talk about later, where I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. So this whole time they've been trying to go to Omashu. I, th oh, now I know why. Okay. I don't know why I didn't notice this before, but I just realized it now. They're going to Omashu after General Fong because Boomy's the next earthbender yeah. master that they even know yeah that's right um yeah because right now he has water down well not completely down but he has katara training him he has air fire is obviously going to be the last i mean i well, no, he has fire yeah because it's zhang zhang yep so he's literally just needs earth yeah so that's right he's trying to find an earth but yeah so he's fine he's going to boomy next that's why he's going to amalshu which one of the worst teachers, in my opinion, just because of his own selfish, like, psychopathy <laughs> games. Um, but they end up, this episode is them trying to figure out a way to get to Omashu without, I guess, running into the Fire Nation. because Which is trailing right behind them at this point. Yeah. Um, they actually find, or this, this like, band of hippies... Yeah. Ends up coming out of the woods and the finding nomads them. The nomads. That sing constantly. Yeah, which I would buy their album. They're not that bad. <laughs> um, they end up talking about this tunnel, which is called the Cave of Two Lovers, and it goes all the way through to Omashu. Like, brings you right there. But it's a labyrinth, so... Yeah, it's, it's like a, a maze. It's a crazy maze. Um, and there's a song that goes along with it, and it's pretty much saying, um, Love will guide you through... And if you don't trust in love, then you're going to die in the cave. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so they end up just going through the cave and Sokka's the only one that's kind of like... The one that has this? an issue. Yeah. He's like very weary of it, but the rest of them are like... And before they enter the cave, they, you know, the hippies tell them pretty much like, the only way we will get through this cave is with love. It, you know, and they're, and they're like, mm, is this really worth it? Are we going to be able to do it? And you see um, Aang look over at Katara, who's not looking at him, and he's like, yeah, we can do this. Pretty much solidifying, again, the fact that he's in love with her. Um, and as they're in the cave, they end up getting separated. Sokka gets um, separated from Aang and Katara and Appa, who are on their own, and then Sokka, the hippies, and Momo are on their own. And so they're both trying to find their way out at this point. Aang and Katara end up going into, they find a tomb, which is um, the tomb of the two lovers, who, what the, what are their names? This is where Isaac was like, oh yeah, I remember, and I was like, that's right, duh. So, the female's name is Oma, and the male's name is Shu. Mm -hmm. So, that's how the city was named Oma Shu. Yes, after these two lovers, whose tribes hated each other, so they had a forbidden love, and that's the reason they created this tunnel. Kind of like a, the, Romeo and the Juliet. Avatar Universe's version of Romeo yeah, and Juliet. Yeah, a lot, a lot better, I would say, yeah. but not as, like, um, dark, but... Yeah, so um, Omashu gets the name from these two lovers, which is revealed while Aang and Katara are in their tomb. Um, and then Katara makes a comment about maybe that, you know, maybe they should blow the, the light out and kiss because love is going to make its way, help help them make their way through. And it causes drama because Aang doesn't want to admit that he likes her. And so it, it causes a little drama. But anyway, the light ends up going out on them and they end up the crystals that light up show them their path out and that's Aang and Katara's experience 
Just to Which sum it up real quick. Just solidifies their the fact that they are truly can, okay. in love, whether they know it now or not. We can admit the fact that I am a shipper. I will forever be a shipper. But watching Aang and Katara, just knowing that they grow up to be get married and have kids, watching them now, I mean... I don't know how you could ship anyone else with one of, one of them because they are literally meant to be together and they, they couple each other so well. They complement each other. They are just such a good match. They're a good challenge for each other, you know, because Aang's the Avatar. He obviously needs someone that can handle that and Katara can more than handle that. Yeah, they're both powerful. She teaches him water bending. you know? They're like, a power couple. They're literally a power <laughs> couple. Um, but anyway, um, Sokka and the hippie crew end up finding their way out because of, um, what are they called? The badger moles. The badger moles, yes. Which, they, by the way... They love the music. Yeah. So they find their way out, um, and then they part ways with the hippies, and Sokka, Aang, and Katara, Momo, and Appa go on their way. So you get a little background of Omashu and how it came to be in the backstory, which is, it's a... I guess it's not quite filler, but it's kind of filler. You know, you just get some background. It's one of those episodes that I don't know what episode in season one I can compare it to, but it's um, it's, it's definitely no, one it's of those like the episodes episode where they talk about the two tribes that hate each other. It's the no, same. because I like I like the Cave of Two Lovers. Well, better. I do too, but it's still like a background story in the Avatar universe. You know, so it yeah. it progresses the plot, but it's more of a side story. Yeah, it's just you know? one of those episodes that it's, like, you enjoy watching it. Yeah. But it it doesn't necessarily push the plot like the previous episode Yeah, did. exactly. Um, which, can I say one more thing about the first episode? They went super fast with that. Like, Azula somehow was just on a ship in the middle of the ocean, and then the next scene is with Zuko and Iroh, and she's inside their, like, little hut. Yeah. It so, did progress really fast. They're moving things I forward. thought about that, too. I was like, dang, she's already there? So, on to episode three. It is titled Return to Omashu. And <laughs> beginning of the episode, they end up finding out that the entire city has been taken over by the Fire Nation. And we're not just talking, like, the people are enslaved and all that stuff that happens with the usual takeover trope. We're talking, like... The whole city was encased in metal so mm-hmm. that the earthbenders could not bend a single thing to their yeah. advantage. Which is dedication, but honestly, like, that's just shows how powerful the Fire Nation is. This is also the episode that we get to meet uh, Ty Lee and May, who are Azula's best best friends. I can't say that not... Azula really has best friends. She uses people. Puppets. <laughs> yeah. She just uses people. But they're the closest thing she has to friends. May and Ty Lee are more best friends than Azula is to them, I guess you could say. But May's father is the one who is um, the governor over Omashu now. Yeah, he was like appointed the new governor. Yeah. And and May, or Ty Lee is in the circus because if you know anything about Ty Lee, she's a free spirit, definitely. Yeah, her family um, is actually in charge of like one of the main, I guess... Uh, circus shows? Traveling circuses? Is that what it's called? Her family is? I thought. Yeah, she, that's her family. I thought she left because her family, she didn't like being with her family. That's why she went to the circus. Because her why family think... is like, uh, is just like Maze. Like oh, it's a high, it's a royal family in the Fire right. Nation. Well, 
big oops on my part. Um. <laughs> I mean, I could see it. It's like her family. She's been traveling with them for a while. Um, anyway, Azula's trying to get Tylee to um, go with her. And she ends up convincing her. Or, I guess, not necessarily convincing her. It's more, she's more manipulates people, you know? Yeah. So, Tylee ends up going with her. And then they head to Omashu. At the same time, Aang is in Omashu with Katara and Sokka. And they're meeting up with Mei there. But before they, right before they get there, um, like the day before, Aang is there and May's little brother, Tom Tom, ends up <laughs> not necessarily getting kidnapped because he just kind of followed Momo. Yeah, he just kind of wandered off as babies do if they're left unsupervised. Yeah. Any kid. Really. Um, which, can we talk about, like, did the parents not ask for, like, that hour he was gone where he was? Because he wasn't taking a nap before, I know that. Also, when they actually do figure out that um, their son is missing, May just hands her mom, like, a cloth May's, to wipe her okay, eyes. Okay, but that's May. She's so unamused. She's, like, probably thinking, like, thank God that kid's gone. <laughs> um, but anyway, while they're there, they're trying to free the earthbenders there. And Sokka actually gets this really smart idea to make them look like they're infected. What's it called? Something? It's um, their version of chickenpox, essentially. It's, like, octo... Octo something. Octopox. Octopox. Something like that. So they, the fire, or um, May's dad pretty much kicks them all out, which is what they wanted because he didn't want anyone else to become infected. So because of Sokka's really smart idea, they all get set free and that's when the, and then they, they leave with them and that is when they have the baby and they realize like, oh, why do we have this baby? Yeah. And a letter gets sent to them from May's dad. I don't know his name. I'm just going to call him May's yeah, dad. Yeah, I don't know if it's like, I think um, it's said maybe once or twice, but who yeah. cares? Um, he sends a letter basically saying, if you give my child back, I will give you King Boomy. So, of course, Aang is like in full agreement. I'm pretty sure they were going to give the baby back anyway, yeah. you know? They're not evil. Yeah, exactly. They weren't trying to take the baby. So, when they go to get, um, do the trade, that's when Azula's there, and Azula pretty much tells May's dad, like, you're not gonna be part of this, May's gonna deal with it, and May is like, mm, a baby for a king? Not really a fair trade, so we're not gonna do it. And then it starts this whole thing, Aang, um, takes Boomy, slides all through the rails. Okay, but, hold on. Let's go back. <laughs> that is your baby brother. I'm telling you, but May has no emotion. Also, in that scene before Aang actually saves Boomy or like goes on a slide, he oh they fight with them. Azula finds out that he is the Avatar because Aang's headband that he had on falls off, and Azula's like, okay, well now we have a new target. Not just it's not just trying to get Zuko back. Now we have the Avatar to yeah. go after because he's literally so right here. Um, long story short, they end up returning the baby. They end, Aang ends up talking to Boomy. Boomy is talking about different, are they cheesy, positive, negative, and neutral. And he's basically saying, my time has not come to leave yet. You know, like I have, a, there, there's a, a plan and a purpose for the reason I'm here. And the reason why I gave up Omashu. So Aang leaves him. And then they, he returns the baby, and that's the end of the episode. And Azula, ha we pretty much get the introduction to Azula's crew, who is now not only chasing Zuko and Iroh, but the Avatar. We also learn that Tylee is a special kind of non-bender. She's actually a chi blocker, which means she has, she can like, 
hit you she on these certain, pressure like, points. pressure points, which disables your bending skills for which a little I bit. I wonder if the pressure points are different for different types of benders. That's a good question, Because with actually. the Avatar universe, you have, like, the different chakras. Uh-huh. And those, I think, are closely related to different elements you can bend. Mm-hmm. Like, this, the stomach one, I think, is, like, the fire. Oh, yeah. So maybe? maybe. I don't know. I never, they go I in, never really thought about it. They go in depth in so many areas. I wouldn't be surprised if there is like a true meaning behind that. But um, on to the fourth episode. It's titled The Swamp. <laughs> uh, now this episode, I will admit, in my opinion, it was... The most boring? The most boring of the four. It's very interesting. Don't get us wrong. But it's out of those four. Yeah, mo- the most boring. But the end, I should say the first half is boring, but the second half is amazing. Yes. Um, it basically starts out with them having to go through the swamp because there is no other way. It's a huge, expansive swamp. So they go through it and they start to realize that this swamp is like, has its own sentience. Yeah. It's like its own spirit. Aang is being called by the swamp. And so they go in, they end up getting separated and each of them experience something different. Like Katara sees her mom, who's dead. Um, Sokka sees Yue, who's dead. And Aang sees this weirdly like dressed princess running around that he's following. All of these um, lead them to the middle of the swamp where these trees' roots are, like the the where the tree basically is. And um, they end up this like huge like vine monster shows up and they start fighting it and they end up cutting it down enough to realize that there's someone controlling it and um which in his defense he's literally just trying to defend the swamp yeah he's like the guardian so they end up getting on good terms with them and he um they tell him ang they tell him that ang is the avatar and he's like oh follow me and they're like oh okay i'd be like okay every time someone has found out he's the avatar they've tried to kill them so i tried to kill him so i would have been like nah not so much um but they follow him and he basically tells them like this tree is a spirit of its own you know like its roots flow throughout the entire world and it's like just like how we're um all living this tree is living and so is everything around it he didn't say world he said like the earth kingdom but then they were like could it possibly be around the whole world and he didn't really he gave an expression that like insinuated the world which i think it's something so simple, but I think that is something that Avatar does so good at, is just subtle hints at things, mm-hmm. and the viewer is led to believe one way or the other. Yeah. Which I think is part of the beauty of a Avatar watch-through. Mm-hmm. Um, also, when they got separated, so did Momo and Appa. So, once they talk to this guy, and they figure out what this tree is, which he tells them, like, it's it's very it's a very spiritual thing to be there and so the reason they saw the people they did is because they're somehow related to the in in a way of like they're it's it's telling them that those people will always be there with them you know but Sokka and Katara's people are dead Aang doesn't know who this person is so he so the the guy tells him like it's gonna be someone you're gonna meet and me and Isaac both know who that is we'll talk about it in an, yeah. another episode but um. Then Aang puts his hands on the roots and activates, like, you see the arrow on his hand glow. And he finds Appa and Momo just from feeling the roots. Yeah, that animation of, um, it almost looks like the Avatar spirit traveling through different it's vines really, and really roots. Cool. Yeah, it's I like, don't remember that. 
you know, it's been a while since I've watched it. I remember a little bit, but I don't remember how detailed it was when he so finds them. This episode makes me want to rewatch Korra season four. And for <laughs> anyone that's seen Korra season four, you know why? Because of the tree and that swamp. Yeah. And the character. Okay, my mind was just blown. I can't say anything till we talk about Korra, which is going to be a while, but I just realized something that I'm going to have to tell you after this podcast. Yeah. Um, I was realizing a bunch of things as, as wa- I was watching this episode. It just hit me just now. That's crazy. It's almost like Korra, ha- or so Avatar The Last Airbender, this episode, The Swamp, is its own thing, right? Uh-huh. And then you have the episode in Korra season four. Yeah. Which is like Korra's version of, of this, the swamp. Yeah. So I'm wondering, does every Avatar go to this swamp? Like, is this a moment of realization for every Avatar or most of them? That's a good question. Because it's tr- this tree is literally the hub for everything, I feel like. Like, yeah. the roots travel. There's a lot. It's a very spiritual experience. And the Avatar is a very spiritual person, you know? Yeah. So, it would make sense. Um, but they end up finding Av- um, Appa and Momo, who are being captured by s- yeah, the this- swamp benders, who are actually waterbenders. But they're, like, the southern version of waterbenders. No, because there's northern and southern. These are- but they have, like, that, like, really, like hick accent you know yeah um, and they're like when so katara this... meets them she's like you're waterbenders and they're like you are too you're like you're my king and her look yeah her, her look, look is, is like, like i don't want to be related to you yeah um which that was hilarious to watch but they end up uh spending the night and getting their bellies full and then they're on to the next thing the mm-hmm. next adventure which i forget where they're going but I'm sure it's probably bossing say. Where are they going? They're trying to find an earthbender master. That's right. Yeah. Which we all know will happen very, very soon. And I'm excited for it. Yeah, the character is actually in the Swamp episode. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of... Um, this foreshadowing? Is a very, like, very... A lot of foreshadowing and a lot jam-packed into these first four episodes that's why i'm sorry if it seemed like i was rushing through explaining the episodes because there's a lot that happens there is and we could sit here for literally like at least two hours just talking about the episode so i was trying to speed it up and give you guys a general um idea of what's going on so far but um yeah season two i'm definitely excited for and I'm looking forward to the episodes that are to come. You know, we've really yet to really reach that point of, like, boring episodes. You know, me and you have talked about it. We've yet to get there. Like, every Which time there's I... an episode where I'm like, oh, here we go. The next episode's, like, so jam-packed. Yeah. That I'm, like, hardly being able to keep track. Because I'm like, whoa, this is happening over here. This is happening over here, you know? There is a slew of episodes where Appa and Momo are, go missing yeah. Which I'm not excited for. Just because Appa is literally their transportation. So they yeah. have to go on so they can't really feet leave. from there. They can't really leave anywhere. Yeah, or go too far. I mean, they could, but it's it's going to be walking, you know? But that's probably not for another, like, ten yeah, episodes? Yeah, I'm not really sure. Eight or ten, something like that. Um, but anyways, that has been our watch through so far of season two of Avatar The Last Airbender. Yes. We're really hoping that you guys are enjoying this. If you are, let us know. Like, reach out to us on social media. Email us. um, Check our website out. That way uh, we can know what you guys think and get some feedback. Because we, like I always say, we love to hear what you guys think about the episodes. Or um, 
if you have a different take on something, we, we'd always love to hear it. So reach out, let us know. You can find us on, um, this is on our outro, but also too, um, reach out to us. We're always on Twitter, Instagram, our website, notessentialmedia.com. Um, and on there, on our website, you can email us through there too. We always see that. Everything you guys send us, we see a hundred percent. Yeah. Or you can, um, just go to like compose a new email and type in non-essential media at, or non-essential media at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and also we do upload every single podcast episode to YouTube as well. So you can directly comment on that video as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, we try to make it as simple and as accessible for you guys as possible. Yeah. And we love making these episodes for you. Isaac and I were so eager to watch it and make this for you guys and for us because it's very entertaining, so. Favorite character so far? Ooh. That's hard. I know. This is the hardest, I think, the most difficult time I've had with... Katara's really... um, uh, Probably Katara. The thing about... These. Aang is always a top for me, but Katara right now. Sokka, I mean, ooh, it's too hard. They're every all character, good right now. Every character, yeah, every character right now is going through it, and I guess one character advancing. I feel like forever will need recognition is Iroh. The fact yeah. that he has Zuko's back, even when Zuko's being a complete jerk to him, and will always have his best interest at heart, like. He deserves all the best MVP tea in the world. MVP uncle right there. Best yes. uncle. Uncle Iroh. Think about how many times, just in Zuko's backstory, when the Agni Kai with his with Ozai, his dad, happened. Like, if Iroh wasn't there to save him, Zuko would have been dead. Or so many times he would have been dead without Iroh. And so many people underestimate the power he has. But he is actually, I think, one of the um, one of the strongest firebenders you see in this show. And he's so I don't I I don't like using this word, but chill. Like that's the only word I can describe him as. He's very lax, like laid back, yeah. Not and, and like he doesn't let things bother him. And I think it's because he is so in, um, like he's so tapped into the spiritual realm that he doesn't worry about the worries of this the ma- world. The you know, material world. Yeah. Yeah. Except whether he has tea or not. <laughs> but I think that also, um, I. Th- <laughs> think because he is so laid back he kind of um is like pushed to the side when it in terms of like character development because he's already such a great character so people don't really look at him as like oh he's amazing because he's just already at that point you know really he, he kind of like lays a back. lot of people do they notice that but he's just not he's just not a well, main character obviously you know yeah. like he is pushed to the side because he is a side character but um Ooh, when we get into the White Lotus episodes. Okay, we gotta stop. Because yeah, we gotta I have stop to tell you spoiling stuff. Anyway. <laughs> but um, I am Isaac. I'm Rachel. And we will see you next week with another episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Let's Talk Avatar. I'm Isaac. And I'm Rachel. You can find us on our website at nonessentialmedia.com. On Instagram under nonessentialmedia. On Twitter at nonessentialm. And on Facebook by searching nonessentialmedia. Join us next week for another episode of Let's Talk Avatar. We, we love, love the Unagi. Unagi.